It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. I really do. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin, and the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Brewtown Trading Co. Brewtown Trading is the number one destination in Wisconsin for buying, selling, and trading sports cards and memorabilia. Brewtown, home of the hobby's biggest hits. Today we have to start with the big injury news. What we found out on Monday was Oren Burks, as it was reported first by Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, will not require surgery on the torn pec or the, whatever the pectoral injury is. We're not for sure it is a tear, but that was what was originally reported, that it was torn. But it will not require surgery, according to Ian, and that means the Packers expect him back sooner rather than later, in fact. Rappaport said they may not even have to put him on IR, which would indicate the timetable is shorter than we originally presumed. A torn pack looked like it could end his season, especially if it was a, a bad tear or really any kind of tear seemed like it was doom, but it turns out it won't be. And in fact, it, it sounds like based on what we know at this point that all of the Brian Gutekind's talk and Matt LaFleur talk about, oh, well, we're actually optimistic that he's going to be back sooner, that he could be back in the short term. That seemed like wishful thinking at the time that those statements were made, if we're being really honest. Now that we know he doesn't need surgery, maybe that is a little bit of a different scenario. Now, that does not mean he's ready for week one. In fact, in all likelihood, he will not be ready for week one. And if they thought he would would be ready for week one, they don't really have an incentive to tell us. But probably not, right? Uh, still hasn't practiced. Unless and until we see him practice, we, we cannot project a timetable for him at this point unless we're given one. And, and even then, you want to see him practice. So what does that mean for the Packers right now? Because they have a plan, and it, it included... Oren Burks for week one. That plan is out the window. And then plan B was Curtis Bolton. Curtis Bolton got injured. Now it sounds like that was also not a serious injury, which is great news for the Packers because 
you can't have your two inside linebackers, the, the two best cover inside linebackers on your team right now, we think, go down and not have ramifications for your defense. To get both of those guys back sooner than expected would be an, a big boost for this defense. Now, they still have to have what is now plan C. And it sounds like and looks like and the intuitive approach for the Packers is to play Raven Green more in that hybrid safety nickel look. He is someone who is built like a dime linebacker, an old school safety He's bulked up in the offseason. He can play in the box. He can play all over, and he was awesome to date in the preseason. He's been one of the best Packers full stop in the preseason. He's had a very good training camp. It seems like they trust him to play deep. They trust him to play in the box. They trust him to play a little bit of everywhere, and if you go back to week one last year when the Packers played the Bears, they played a ton of dime. Now, part of that was Oren Burks was hurt. And Antonio Morrison can't really do it. And when you have Tariq Cohen that you have to chase around and you have Trey Burton that you have to chase around, you need players who can handle those responsibilities. So what Mike Patton did was he said, okay, Josh Jackson, you're going to be on the field a ton. And we're going to play with a bunch of cornerbacks on the field at all times. The Packers did that. It was highly effective. Trey Burton was not a major factor in the game. Tariq Cohen, not a major factor in the game. And Mitch Trubisky mostly held under wraps aside from really two drives in that week one matchup. And while he did fare a little bit better later in the season, there were a lot of backups in that game. The Packers season hung in the balance, but it still was with an interim head coach and all of the necessary caveats in that situation. For the Packers now, though, Raven Green has to be that short-term option. They're going to play a lot of nickel. And luckily for them, a number of their offseason moves, whether it was bringing in bigger outside linebackers, whether it was fortifying the safety position, they all now put the Packers in a better position to manage this loss, especially if it's only going to be a three, four, five game loss for the Packers defense. There was also the positive injury news with Sean Gary, who came back to practice on Monday. It sounds like he's good to go. Matt LaFleur did not offer any more in terms of background on those injuries. He has told the media outright, I am not going to tell you anything about injuries until I have to, which starts next week. Next week, you have to start having you know firm injury report information. You have to be transparent about that stuff. Uh, those are quite literally the rules of the league. So he's stonewalling the media a little bit and not being transparent on these injuries. That's his prerogative. But Rashawn Gary was back. He seems good to go, and that is another big boost because of his versatility. What we saw against Oakland was much more of the total package of Rashawn Gary's physical abilities, not just getting after the quarterback, not just chasing ball carriers, but there was some zone coverage drops, uh, some, some stunts, some loops, some games up front, stuff that we just hadn't seen in games really, but things that his physical tools say he can do things that he did at Michigan with alacrity. I mean, the best way to get him free at Michigan was to bring him on loops and twists. When you have Chase Winovich and Devin Bush and all these guys that teams have to account for, and with his athleticism, he can come around that corner and all of a sudden the guard has to take a step. He's a step slow, and all of a sudden Rashawn Gary is on top of the ball carrier, whether it's a running back or a quarterback. That's a place... Mike Patton can utilize him. I think we're going to see Rashawn Gary lined up in that double A gap mug pressure look where you have two guys standing up right in front of the center. 
and you have to identify as the quarterback who's coming and who's not. And if they're not coming, where are they going? Are they going to drop in zone? Are they going to come and and rush on a twist? What are they going to do? Where are they going? What are they thinking? And what are they doing? Having someone like Rashawn Gary who can play anywhere and has the physical ability, the burst, the athleticism, the speed to play in coverage, to play with his hand down. We haven't seen him really at all inside, except we know Mike Patton wants to play him there because we've seen him practice with the defensive lineman at times. He's going to play some five technique. He's probably going to play some three technique inside as a, as a more condensed defensive tackle type interior rusher and sub package. But that's a look they're not going to want to show. There is absolutely going to be pass rush situations where the Packers trot out their four outside linebackers and they put Gary and Zadarius Smith over guards and dare an offensive line to try and block all four of those dudes. It's going to be tough for any team that tries to do that. So, listen, this is an opportunity for the Packers to get a guy who is only going to be really, you know, someone who's on the field maybe 40% of snaps. He's healthy. You don't want injuries at this juncture to set your progression back. He's made some progress. We've seen, like I said, a little bit more of the full repertoire against Oakland. He started making plays, started putting things together. He's adjusting to this new defensive scheme, to this new positioning, to new technique, to new responsibilities, new requirements. It is a new position to him in that being a stand-up outside linebacker full-time has a different set of responsibilities than playing on the tight end side, stopping the run first, all the stuff he had to do at the, in the Michigan defense. Yeah, there were times when he could just pin his ears back and come after the quarterback. It's true. And you would have liked to see more flashes of brilliance from him in that situation. Doesn't mean it can't be done. Doesn't mean he can't develop those skills. And the, the, the myriad ways that the Packers can use him, if he can't be out there, if he's hurt, it's really hard to experiment. It's really hard to get those mental reps. It's really hard to practice those different looks and feel confident calling them in the game. So to have him back out there, whether or not he's going to play on Thursday, if it was me personally, I wouldn't play him. But the Packers might think, look, get him a couple series, just get him reacclimated to the game action. He's probably going to be playing against some second and third string guys. Get him a little bit of confidence heading into week one. That makes sense to me, but we'll see what the Packers want to do. Listen up, Packer fans. Here is your opportunity to win free tickets to the Bears-Packers game week 15. This game could be for the division, and Brewtown Trading Co. wants to send you and a buddy for free. Brewtown is your number one destination in Wisconsin for buying, selling, and trading sports cards and memorabilia. Here is how to enter. You can go to Brewtown Store on 76th and Cold Spring, just off 894 in Greenfield, to receive five entries to win when you mention Locked on Packers. While you're there, check out the shop. They're always stocked with the hottest releases of wax from Tops, Panini, and Upper Deck. Plus, they're always interested in your unwanted sports cards and memorabilia. They're always having events, so follow their social accounts for the latest schedule. Use the Locked on Packers hashtag on the Brewtown Facebook page or on Twitter for another free entry to win tickets. Not local? Check out their live breaks on Facebook or have them ship product directly to your house. 
Again, Brewtown Trading Co. located just off 894 at 76th and Cold Spring in Greenfield and on Facebook and Twitter at Brewtown Trading Co. Brewtown, home of the hobby's biggest hits. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's killer bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed-coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store all right so we have two shows after today before the game and the discussion about what happened in the game because what happens in the game? Matt LaFleur said it in his press conference Monday. You can win or lose a job on Thursday. The last preseason game is often thrown away by fans and the media because the starters don't play. The starters are not going to play for the Packers. There are a lot of jobs still up for grabs, roster spots up for grabs, and this game is going to decide it. Now, we still have to have our discussion with Jason Hershorn, who is going to be back to do our 53-man projection I'm going to play Brian Gutekinds. He's going to play Matt LaFleur. And we're going to put together the roster that way. That show is coming this week. We also have a Kadar Holman rookie orientation coming this week. Those are going to be evergreen, or at least until cuts happen on Friday. So I want to get those out. And that means I want to get a, a game preview out as soon as possible so that we can get that content out. And then obviously late Thursday, Friday morning is going to be when we talk about what actually happened on the show. By the time the cuts are made Friday, uh, there we're not going to have a show about that. On Monday, the roster will be done. We can talk about if there were any surprises. But by Monday, we're going to be pushing forward. We're going to be talking about Packers, Bears, and figuring out who's going to win week one. Because we got a short week. If we had a normal week and we had all you know all five days... Maybe we could have a little bit more time to settle in. We could devote all of Monday to the 53-man roster. We just don't have that luxury with a Thursday night game. We got crossover Wednesday coming with, with Lauren over at Locked on Bears. I'm trying to book a guest right now to talk Packers for Tuesday. Might end up having two guests. Uh, one to talk about the, the roster cuts and all that stuff, and then another to talk about Packers Bears. So that means now I want to look at a couple different storylines that really stand out to me as we look at Thursday. And, and you know, some of them are, are stuff we've been talking about all preseason, all training camp. And the only starting spot, really, that's up for grabs right now is Lane Taylor versus Elton Jenkins. And Matt LaFleur, once again, Monday, refused to name a starter. That says a lot about Elton Jenkins and his ability. And it also says something about Matt LaFleur's perspective on all of this. On, on the culture that he's created on this team. He said it outright. We don't care where you came from. We do. We care about what you do when you get here. Now, Elton Jenkins was a second-round pick. 
But he is not pushing Lane Taylor because he was a second-round pick. He's pushing Lane Taylor because he has played his ass off in training camp in the preseason, and Lane Taylor is not an ideal scheme fit for what Matt LaFleur has done. So Lane Taylor, if he wants that starting job, I don't think he's in danger of being cut. I think you want to keep him on the team. He's a capable backup, can play guard, can play tackle, can play center in a pinch if you need him to. If he loses out to Elton Jenkins, it's going to be because Elton Jenkins outplays him. And this is going to be an opportunity for both of them to show what they've got. Now, the Chiefs are probably not going to play you know, their top defensive line. They don't have great players there behind you know Chris Jones, Frank Clark. It's not uh, it's not a great not a great defense. You still got to beat the man in front of you. So we'll see what they can do there. The other it's not a starting job, but it is it is a, a job that has been really consuming Packer Nation over the last few weeks, and that's the Tim Boyle versus Deshaun Kaiser battle. Matt Lafleur also refused to say much of anything. Said a decision has not yet been made. Now, that is, in some ways, an indictment of Deshaun Kaiser, a former second-round pick. The pedigree there, you know, I I got a little ribbing from a fan on Instagram about the pedigree thing. (laughs) That's fine. Tim Boyle had a great game and a really good week of practice last week. This is Deshaun Kaiser's chance. And I think if it's close, the tie is going to go to Kaiser because of the upside, because of the assets given up to to get him. uh, That is... That is going to be, you're going to, Tim Boyle is going to really have to beat him, really have to just destroy him. And Kaiser is going to have to look lost and and bad. You know, Tim Boyle got the start. I think they give Kaiser the opportunity to start. Maybe they rotate series, something like that. But this is, this is still very much up in the air. And it is important from a, from a big picture standpoint as well, because they can't keep three. There's just not room on the roster to keep three and the reality is if they if they keep Kaiser they can probably cut Tim Boyle and someone will will pick him up but if they keep Tim Boyle cutting Deshaun Kaiser really is is a, a waste of resources they don't really have time between today and Friday unless they know it's going to be Tim Boyle to trade Kaiser, which makes more sense if you're not going to keep Kaiser because he's still young, he's still 23, still a former second-round pick, went to Notre Dame. There are plenty of people that thought he should have been a first-round pick in that draft, and I think he still has value in the eyes of teams around the league. So you, if you cut him outright, it seems like a mismanagement of resources. If you cut Tim Boyle, is there going to be a line of people who who loved a guy with with one touchdown in college and thirteen interceptions, you know, who didn't really play a lot? Is that are they in danger of that, or could they sneak him onto the practice squad? Th- these are questions that Green Bay is going to have to answer. Not every roster decision is made based on who is the best player. Some of his best is is based on how can how can the Packers build their best team. And if they think they can sneak someone out of the practice squad, maybe you, if it's close enough, you make that call. Now, I don't, I don't think they, sh- they should say, well, we should be able to get something for Kaiser so we can't cut him. If you think Tim Boyle is the better player, maybe you just view it as a, as a sunk cost. They got rid of Demarius Randall. You get into Sean Kaiser. He doesn't show enough if he's being cut. And so you just say, look, good luck to Sean. Maybe that's the way that they they take care of it. I don't 
I don't see that. I don't see that as the most likely outcome, but we'll see. They're going to have to play. I mean, they're going to. This is going to be decided on the field, and that's the way it should be. And that's no different from Trey Carson versus Dexter Williams. Trey Carson right now clearly ahead of Dexter Williams, the more reliable pass protector. Matt Lafleur said, you know, the difference is Trey Carson consistently knows where to be. Dexter Williams doesn't. What Dexter Williams has to show is the talent outweighs it. The talent is so impressive that he, you can teach him where he needs to be, but if you cut him, if you put him on waivers, someone else is going to take him. Someone else is going to pick him up. And he is a draft pick that matters in the Packers front office, or at least it has for a long time. Can they say, look, we just think the talent is too great? Will they say that? Well, they'll say that if Dexter Williams goes out and runs all over Kansas City. Because he's just so clearly a superior running back in terms of pure running on the field. And that matters, but it only goes so far. You have to be able to pass protect when Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. You have to be able to know where to be when Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. Not just to protect him, but he's not going to throw you the ball. And he's not going to like having you out there if you don't know where to be. Now you're running back three, that matters a little bit less. And with the talent that he has... I mean, teams know he's talented. He didn't fall to late on day three because he wasn't talented. It was it was the maturity issues, the attitude, the question marks over, is he going to put the work in? Can he pick up a playbook? Can he do all the little things? And right now, he hasn't done it yet. Now, that doesn't mean he's not putting in the work, but he doesn't quite know where to be at all times yet. And maybe that allows the Packers to slide him onto the practice squad and, and give him an opportunity to come back and learn. A lot of these same questions can be applied to the receivers. Jake Kumaro is going to make this team. Uh, MVS, Jeronimo Allison, Devontae Adams. Those guys, that's that's done. EQ, if he's going to go on IR, and it seems likely that he will, uh, high ankle sprains are not to be messed with. So even four to six weeks on the good end, okay, maybe week four, week five, he's back out there and, and healthy practicing. You probably would want to wait until at least week six anyway just to make sure that these these things don't linger. High ankle sprains are tricky. You put him on IR. He was already behind Jake Kumaro, so you're not sacrificing someone who's going to be a huge member of this team. So then where does that lead Darius Shepard? Where does that leave Alan Lazard and Jamon Moore? We don't know. We don't know. But if they have big games, that could go a long way in determining where the Packers are going to go with these decisions. And speaking of decisions, DoorDash wants to make your food decision-making a lot easier. Long day at work, still stuck at the office? Open the DoorDash app and choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football here on the Locked On Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there 
Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. And there's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel and that's what I love about it. Experience season long wins without the season long waits. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. This episode is brought to you by Philips One by Sonicare. One-up your brushing with Philips One. This one is the ideal one for those who are still using an old-school manual toothbrush. To all those people, it's time to take your brushing one level up. The solution is a simple one. It's the perfect timing one. It's the long-lasting battery-powered or USB rechargeable one. That comes in multiple colors to match you one. The one with a subscription that delivers new brush heads for just $5. Your teeth deserve this one. Philips One by Sonicare. One up your brushing. Learn more at philips.com slash one. That's P-H-I-L-I-P-S dot com slash O-N-E. All right, I just want to close the show by bringing something around here for the Packer fans because Andrew Luck, in a stunning move over the weekend, decided he was walking away from the game. And to walk away from the game, someone who was a generational quarterback prospect, who early in his career looked like he was the second coming, who was incredibly clutch, late game comebacks, you know, a lot of Packer fans will remember that that comeback when Luck was a rookie to beat the Packers. And there was the huge comeback in the playoffs. But he got beat up. And the injuries piled up. And eventually they beat him down. And he said, I just, I lost the love for it. And I don't, I don't want to talk about the booze because that's stupid. And I don't want to talk about the hot takes. I want to talk about fan mentality because there has been a lot of oxygen that has been taken up over the last few years about not wasting Aaron Rodgers and worrying about his successor and his backup and his coach. And I think a lot of us, and I will I will include myself in this because it's not just a fan problem, it's a media problem as well. We don't take the time to really enjoy watching greatness. We take it for granted. And part of it is that, you know, my job is to be analyzing what's going on and figure out why it's not working and why it could be better. And I think in some ways that's a fan's responsibility too. Certainly their prerogative. But someone like Aaron Rodgers, I mean, when he was Andrew Luck's age, he was still a one-time MVP and had a single collarbone injury and was not labeled injury prone. And there were not questions about whether or not he was the best quarterback in the league. He just was. Think about how long ago that was. And what a different time in the trajectory of the Packers that was. And now where they are. Have you appreciated being able to watch and root for that guy? Or have you focused on the negatives? 
Have you worried too much about what Mike McCarthy was doing or what Ted Thompson was or wasn't doing? Did you give yourself the opportunity to say, this guy is special and we are all lucky to be able to watch him play? Because, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest, I, I have not appreciated watching him enough. Just as a fan of the game, his talent, his ability, we talk so much about what he hasn't done. Oh, he doesn't have enough Super Bowls. Oh, he doesn't have enough fourth quarter comebacks. Oh, he doesn't have any help. Okay, watch what he does when he plays. Watch it and enjoy it because there will never be anyone that plays like Aaron Rodgers. doesn't make him the best of all time. It just means he is unique. Brett Favre was unique. And I don't think we spent enough time as, as an NFL viewing public. And I don't think Packer fans spent enough time reflecting on what it would have been like if Aaron Rodgers had not been Aaron Rodgers. Because Brett Favre was so revered. I think, I think most people did appreciate Brett Favre. And maybe appreciated Brett Favre more than, than he was deserving of appreciation at times. Because he got a lot of free passes for the interceptions. And, you know, not not being as all in as we would expect most players to be and the wishy-washy, will he retire, won't he retire stuff. He got a lot of passes on that. For some reason, Rodgers has not been given that same leeway. He's not beloved in the same way. And that's fine. That's your prerogative. But you're never going to see in your lifetime a quarterback that can play the game like Aaron Rodgers or that does play the game like Aaron Rodgers. And... It would be a shame to not appreciate having that opportunity because when Tom Brady retires in New England and Bill Belichick retires, it could be decades before the Patriots are relevant again. Decades. I mean, the Jets, I'm sure the Jets in, in the 60s thought that they would kill it forever. How, how often have they been relevant since? The Seahawks thought that that dynasty would last, you know, a thousand years. Injuries, everything else. This is all fleeting. Remember that. And so when you get to watch, not just Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is an incredible player. I think he is and has the chance to be the best Packers receiver since Don Hudson. I really do. Might not be the most beloved. Certainly isn't right now, but, but the best. I think, I think he has a chance to do that. Appreciate what he does. And what he can do and what he can be. And appreciate that, by the way, he's way underpaid and does not come with any of the distractions that we're seeing in in Oakland or Cleveland or any other place where, you know, that's an issue. Be aware. I'm not saying be grateful because I I think that projects a condescension that I, I don't want to project, but enjoy it is what I'm saying. Enjoy it. Don't forget to enjoy it. Don't be so caught up in the criticism that you can enjoy it because there are a lot of indie fans that wish they would have enjoyed Andrew Luck's career more and the odds of them getting another Peyton Manning or or Andrew Luck are infinitesimal. And in a couple years, they may be having to look at Jacoby Brissett 16 times a year and going, man, I wish Andrew Luck were around and, and I wish we had appreciated him more when he was here. So don't let that be you. With with any sport you cheer for, don't underestimate and don't underappreciate Giannis or Christian Yelich or Jonathan Taylor or whoever it is. 
just just be sure to appreciate and enjoy it have fun that's what sports are supposed to be all right we're gonna be back tomorrow and uh so you never miss a show make sure you're subscribed uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, your your preferred podcast provider. We're on there. You can tell your smart device, your Bluetooth connected device to play Locked on Packers, and it will, like a magic. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. You can like us on Facebook, and anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do so, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.